and we're back. Power Nap Nation, we are here live. Buckle up, because we got a good one for you here today. Or so I hope. I have no idea what's going on. I completely forgot what we're going to talk about. Me too, man. I don't know what's going on. All I know is it's going to be a good nap. <laughs> you know what? I know what we're talking about. I know what we're talking about. I know two of the things. I forgot the third. So I know all three. I'm ready. Here we go. You want to hear them? Let's hear them. What are we covering? I don't know why or how. But do you remember a time when how you voted and who you voted for was completely private? Like nobody asked, nobody talked about it. It was no one's business, really. What your beliefs were, it was just like, it was private. And now, suddenly, people ask you, hey, who did you vote for? I'm not sure why people feel like they have the right to know. I, I wanted to see what you thought about it. I wanted to see how you felt about it. But I'll tell you how I feel, and you can respond. I feel like part of what makes America a beautiful place is that we have freedom. Right. And we can vote how we feel. We have we have a system in which to vote. And I don't feel as though who we vote for is anyone's business. But some may say, oh, you know what? Well, I, I want to know what side of the aisle you stand on. But I don't know if that's so important as long as we're all treating each other fairly, following the, the laws of the land, respecting one another. And able to have a, a dialogue if we do disagree. But I don't know. What do you think about this whole thing? Couldn't agree with you more. I actually do remember the time where people started to ask and, and they knew it was uncomfortable. But now it's not uncomfortable anymore. Before it was like, you don't ask. It's right. kind of like asking a woman's age, right? Or, or weight. Or, or weight. <laughs> you know, you just, <laughs> there's certain things you just don't do. It's just common etiquette in human life right and that was the same for politics and then hey uh you know who did you you don't have to tell me you know it was it was a little bit like that and now it's full-on who'd you vote for because i'm judging you right now right on, on right. what your answer is i 100 agree it's nobody's business i think the most important thing in life is how you treat other people period and so if you're going to judge them, I'm open for talks uh, about certain topics. You know, there's some things that are important, but I think uh, in some areas, it's the only thing to talk about for so many people. Yeah. Except me. I don't, I, I try not to um, talk about it, but for a lot of people, that's all they're fed through TV, online. For some people, it's just a news channel. That that's all they're subscribed to. I like to play devil's advocate with people, or just just show the other True. side of the coin because there's always two sides, and always you know, two sides or three sides. Two sides. I don't agree that one party versus another party. One is the gospel, and one is evil, and that's from both perspectives. And I think it's played itself out in the news. I think it's played itself out now, and even in movies, in TV shows. I can't watch a movie or a TV show without a political statement. And I just I just really miss being entertained or getting a message based on the story. Now, oftentimes, there's political messages that have nothing, nothing to do with the storyline. It's just like random. I'm like, wait, where did that even come from? And yeah. it's overboard. And I try and stay away from the news now because I don't – It's the news used to be a, a reporting of – facts 
Now it's a reporting of stories with an opinion of the person reporting it. Right. So you don't even know what's true. Not only that, the big, the major big problem with the news is that it's led by ad revenue that people don't understand either. And so the way you get more people to watch is to scare more people, uh, put more negative stuff uh, so that people continue to watch. Uh, so that part of it, I don't need to subscribe to this TV show. It's entertainment, man. Speaking of watching, how do you feel and what do you think about plastic surgery? Let's say your wife comes to you and says, honey, I don't feel completely comfortable with my body and I want to do plastic surgery. I want to get augmentation done. What do you say? How do you feel about it? What's your opinion? I'm not even a fan of makeup, really. I don't like a lot of lipstick, like some eye stuff, some eyeliner and stuff that's cool luckily fernanda does not wear a lot of makeup it's maybe a little blush a little bit of eyeliner and some powder yeah. so but also that's so tough because I, I i think that all stems from just something internally they haven't discovered uh self-worth or self-love in some capacity and they're trying to compensate and so it's a band-aid and so people will get things like botox and they'll continue and it becomes an addiction. And so that part is like sad. In a sense, it's almost like tattoos too. Tattoos become an addiction too. And yeah, I, I don't have, I, I, but again, I want to be clear. I'm not against people who have tattoos or who have that plastic surgery. Just to me personally, I feel it's not, or at least as of yet, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen in the future. But as of now, I don't feel the need to get a tattoo and I don't feel the need for any kind of plastic surgery. But to answer your question, your question was really, what if Fernanda came back and said she really needed it? it really wanted be, it. Really wanted it. I'd have a conversation. If we have a discussion and she really wants to do it, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to stop her. Because you could say the same thing about braces. You know? Oh, no. You look right. beautiful, beautiful the way you are. People feel like, no, I need this and I want this. It's all up to the person. Yeah. Most women would think that if uh, their wife said, hey, I want to get a boob job, that all the men would be like, yeah, this is great. Go for it. Um, I don't want, I don't, I, if she came to me and said that, I'd be like, why? I honestly love the fact, here's a couple things I love. I love, and I'm serious about this. And then it's like, oh my goodness, I have a gray hair. I love the aging process. I love natural beauty. And I think there's beauty in all stages of life. And I think the fact that we're getting older, I have gray hair in my in my beard. Whatever. It is what it is. I would prefer the natural face to injected face, just for me. You know, Nanette's face, she doesn't wear makeup really, some eye stuff she does. If it's all done up or people are doing like plastic surgery of having permanent eyebrows done or, or you know, I just I just like her as she is. And I don't feel like she needs it. Well, I think everyone has their own unique beauty. I don't think people need to augment themselves or change themselves. I would have to agree with you. There's probably something that uh, maybe they don't feel comfortable in or confident in. At the same time, what I would say is if, if somebody wants to do it, it's not for me to decide or I'm not going to form an opinion or judge. But on that same token, everybody's improving themselves every single day to whatever capacity they have. So now they want external uh, help, right? Uh, to do some things that they can't do. Because if not, we just walk right out of bed and just not brush our teeth and just go out. But no, we want to brush our 
teeth. We want to put, we have skincare, uh, or I, I don't know the routine. We take showers, we buy certain clothes to look a certain way. So we're always trying to enhance. So it's not like we're always, this is me, this is just me. It's always a, for the most part, people try to be a little bit more uh, presentable or in a way that they feel confident in. So as you age and that starts to go down, I can see how it can affect people. But again, I'm with you on this. I'm not a fan of makeup. I'm yeah, I don't like seeing the makeup on. The, when you, I can see the foundation on a woman's face. Oh, no. <laughs> and then they get a little sweaty and then like the, the, I just, the, <laughs> the foundation drips. Just, do you know what I'm saying? I don't like I it. I don't like it. But hey, not a good thing I married who I married and she doesn't roll like that. And that's totally cool. But I also wanted to say along the lines, I've seen several, many, more than not cases of people who either have life-threatening or severe irreversible damage. The risk to me seems too high. There are a lot of women who their breast implants are bursting or their lips are like on their lips, but like fake. I don't know. I think it's great to eat well, work out, move your body, try and be as healthy as possible. But I don't think that the plastic surgery has benefits to your health. Maybe benefit to how you see yourself, but there's a possibility of damage. Not worth it. Yeah, if it's going to make you unhappy over time because you don't keep getting it, it becomes an addiction like that, then that's a problem. That's my only problem with it. Let's get into this snowflake. Are you raising snowflakes, Andre? I don't raise snowflakes. Good. There's a couple of things that I'm doing that I'm that I feel very passionate about. I'm raising my kids to make decisions and to think about it, make a decision, go with it, and then live with the ramifications of the decision, and then improve based on that. Things that I don't allow them to say after thinking, uh, I don't know. Well, but okay, then think, make it to decide. Mm. Small things like we go to eat. Hey, what would you like to eat? I don't know. Well, then look at the menu. Make a decision. Pick something. Go with it. If you don't like it, next time you won't get it. We'll get you something else. But don't get an analysis paralysis. And you got to train them when they're young. If you can't make a decision now, it becomes a habit not making decisions. And that to me is a deadly recipe for mediocrity. And it's a path just getting lost in general, Mm. getting overwhelmed. I am not one who puts my kids in sports where everyone gets an award. The best thing that happened to me was losing. I stunk at basketball. I was so bad. I was the water boy. I was so terrible. And with sports, you can't fake it. You win or you lose. And the only way to to win is to get better or to find something that you're good at and get better. And now we're in this, everyone gets a prize. Everyone gets a trophy. I just want to know what you thought about that. Can't stand it. At the same token, being a parent, I understand the pain. I feel sad. For example, Olivia didn't get a certain part in a play. I feel, I feel for her. It hurts me. Uh, I get you. But at the same time, I do know that she'd not put in the work. She didn't put extra time out of her day. I've told her you need to put in some work aside from regular stuff to get better. You need to practice. You need to uh, do certain things so it doesn't happen the next time. Now, when you do this part, do it to perfection. Be the very best you can be. It hurts, but I'm getting better at allowing the losses to happen. It's a process for a parent, too, I think. Woo, Nick. 
Christine's running for student council, and I'm nervous as all get out for her. She's going to go up. She's going to give a speech. And she told me, she's like, I'm not really good at giving speeches in front of people. And I said, that's not true. How many times have you done it? She's like, never. I'm like, well, how do you know? Don't tell yourself the story you're not good at it. Tell yourself the story that you're great at it, and you're going to get better. This is going to be great. We're going to work on it. It's terrible. As a parent, I thought, what if she loses? She's going to be devastated. And Nanette said to me, if she loses, then she'll learn and she'll get better. And it'd be great for her. Because mm-hmm. I have my kids, they're good at everything. I have those kids that are really talented. Like everything they're doing right now, they excel. They're the smartest in the class for the most part. They're really social. They do really well in sports. She's playing basketball with boys. Alice is playing soccer with boys. Sean's a tank. They're just good at everything. Their studies, they're good at. They're meticulous. So I haven't had to even like really think about it. But now, how do you influence people as a nine-year-old? And I know they'll start judging their self-worth on do my friends like me? Because this is really what it is. The popularity <laughs> thing. So I'm, I'm scared for her. But she needs to, if she doesn't, then it's fine. And I think we need to let our kids fail because failure is the building block to success. The best way how to learn how to not do something is to do it wrong and then not repeat that mistake again. You know Absolutely. What I, mean? I know exactly what you mean. And we've heard it a million times over. And it just sounds like this all folktale but it still can be difficult when you do take that out but i'm now trying to find different opportunities for failure uh, because because everything is set up everywhere to not where you're going to get a medal you're going to get this so there are times where i actively see this might be an opportunity where she can fail it feels so bad saying it but i'm doing it because i know it's going to help and it's going to ingrain yeah. a certain grit that people need in life for the real yeah, world. Yeah, so. I, I agree. That's good. That's, yo, listen, you're searching for lessons that will help her become better in the end. And I think that's the way to go. I do it with my four-year-old too and my seven-year-old. And a lot of times I think parents overhelp little things. Oh, can I help you? What can I help you? I don't even help them. Figure it out. Even yeah. with my students here. Figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, if you need help after exhausting all avenues, then I'll help you. But we've become a security blanket and kids need to learn how to think and to problem solve. One of the things that I ended up being good at because my parents didn't help me, you can drop me in a city random and I'll figure out a way to make a life for myself. And I want my kids to have that same skill. I I agree. Just today for uh, Olivia, uh, I think she was having a little bit of a meltdown and she didn't want to go to rehearsal today. She said, now that we're closer to showtime, it's a lot stricter they're being a little hard and so i told her it's hard for everybody she got emotional she was crying about it and i said it's okay to cry there's other people that have probably been crying too but you're not gonna not go you're not gonna not show up it's just as hard for all the volunteer moms that are there for the director set director for all the other kids they're all struggling too so you gotta show up that's the number one thing Nightmare of the week for you, Dre. What you got? I I work on this show called Power Nap, and this week went back to all of our episodes and put subtitles in. And <laughs> speaking of failure, I've I failed maybe three days in a row, four days in a row, while in different cities on no sleep, trying to get these words on the screen, and I it was so difficult and so it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. And when we finally got it, I felt like woo, but we're not even done yet. So the nightmare continues. <laughs> That's my nightmare of the week. My nightmare would be going to the barber. Going to the barber. That was not fun. 
The good news is, you know, after the storm, the, a rainbow comes, right? Dream of the week. My dream of the week, American Airlines. I can't what even believe happened? I'm saying this. I flew all over the country in like the span of three days. The stewardess, I don't know, if that, whatever you call them now, were amazing. The seating was great. There was no delays. There was just no problems. I got upgraded to gold. I'm a gold director now. Uh, <laughs> gold status with american airlines uh it was it was awesome i have to say they made flying convenient and in the past i've been like i'm done with american i almost there was one point i was like no it's over we are through i want a half eddie but now we're back <laughs> i don't think you were alone on that i think a lot of people have been complaining about american airlines for a long time great to hear that they're making a comeback because i probably wasn't gonna be you? the next one on there my dream of the week would be I just a couple hours ago after a rigorous studying, I have passed my post licensing course for my real estate. Dude. Not only that, I did it on my first try and you know you only get two, but did it on the first try and a year early. So I don't have to worry about ah. do last minute stuff. So that's a big W for me because science projects from school it was always last minute. And for me to do this a year early, feels good. Power nappers, another week. Power nappers, we, we out. out.